for your for your video entertainment pleasure. We are now live. Hello. Hi. I'm live too. Echo. Alarm. Live. Hello, everyone. It's your boy Adam Montoya. Adam Montoya is. Oh, I was about to say he's like who that is. I don't know if that's a secret. Oh, well, that's not much of a secret then. <laughs> well, page almost four years now. Aha. Uh-huh. See, I think that's smart. I think that's better than keeping it a secret because mine, everyone's like all excited about exposing my name. Maybe if you just put it out there, it becomes, you know, less of a big deal. Yeah, like the guy tried, one of those guys tried to dox me, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I said my address on uh, on Twitter almost two months ago. You're a real good hardcore hacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got uh, more fan mail today, actually. I got two pieces of fan mail today, one yesterday, and then I guess yesterday or the day before was um, the day before uh, a subscriber came to my door and said hello. That's, uh, yeah. Ta- send the dogs on them? In a friendly way, like you know, in a friendly I, way. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> how, how do you friendly sick dogs with people? <laughs> I, I I introduced him to Jack. You know, I, I held him by the collar. We pet him, did our thing. That's uh, that's what I actually did. Now you just showed all the other people that might know where you live at that Jack will allow you to pet him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack. Jack's actually a, a fairly. He can. We had to hire a trainer and everything to help with his like fear aggression. And, uh, he's, and my wife was like, Woody, no, Woody, no, he's not good. And I'm like, he'll be alright. But, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is. Do you want to talk about police brutality tonight? That oh, video, yeah. that video you sent me was, was really good. I, I say good in like a, alright, so, and I guess we can talk about it further in the show, but like some of them you gotta take with a grain of salt because there is no audio. Mm-hmm. And some of them you're just like, whoa, why are you whipping that man in the street? No, why? Like the very first one was kind of hardcore too. Like he shot the man six times. No, nah, I had no problem with that one. Uh, that one was okay. You know what? So, all right. So, you, for those of you that don't know, somebody put up a video. I don't even know the link to it, but it showed all this. I think it was a hundred percent American police brutality, and yeah. uh, it didn't have any context in any of the brutality. But a lot of it I had seen before. The first one, this guy's walking out of what I think is a McDonald's. Carl's Jr. Okay, with a pipe bender. People are calling it a crowbar, but picture a crowbar with like a axe on the end of it type thing, like a big metal curved head. And uh, for some reason, he has a pipe, burger, pipe bender inside of a restaurant. He comes out of it, and the two police are telling him to get down, to get down. The policeman tases him in the face, and this guy, being fairly hardcore, just rips the barbs out of his face, sort of throws him on the ground. The police, with guns pointed, say, get down, get down. And he turns around and, like, sort of, like, begins to assume this, like, baseball pose as if he was going to swing a bat and makes a motion towards the policeman like he's going to beat him with a four-foot-long metal rod, this pipe bender. And the other cop just unloads. He puts five rounds into him. And they look like they all hit. And as the guy's on the ground, cop number two puts five more in there. And... You have to keep in mind, this all happened, and it wasn't like they took their time doing this. It was pop, 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 pop. Yep, yep. And a lot of people are saying, eh, should have shot him in the leg. Eh, maybe the other, no, 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 no. If you threaten to beat a cop with a four-foot-long metal rod, you you die. die. 
That's that's the penalty for that. Yep. Like it, it's well go. defined. There, that's what you get. Yeah, but see, that it's not it's not two ways there. If that if that was me there without a police uniform and I shoot him six times, I go to jail for manslaughter. No, nah, you're probably all right, dude. Honestly, if it's on tape like that, you're probably good. I mean, he didn't even swing it at the cop. He, he, he didn't have he, it. He was brandishing it. And we, we, me and Woody talked about the word brandishing. To I had to look it up. It was, yeah, and I immediately came up with the definition. <laughs> like, off the top of it, I was like, <laughs> uh, I figure it's, you know, when you wave it around threateningly. And sure enough, it's like... That, that's brandishing. what it is. Yeah. So he's, you know, I figure anyone who brandishes a weapon, threatens your life while holding a weapon, and you have reason to believe that they're going to use it, you kill them, and you're justified. That's, that's defending yourself. I, so, I, just find, I just find it hard to believe that a guy with... The, the cop has a superior weapon here. It has more range... That's more his effective. job. Of course, mm-hmm. he, those, those weapons. How, what, what, what's the to stop you from shooting him in the knee and then disarming Dude. him? Oh, come on, Wings. You're a gun guy. You don't shoot a, for the knee. I'm a gun guy, but the fact is, I'm also not a public servant. I'm going to no, say, I don't think if somebody's all right. If, you're, if I'm in that situation, it's, my, it's my job to protect him, regardless if he wants to hurt me. No, it's not. It, your job is to protect the public. He's he, at that. He point, is part of the public. No, at that point, he's a suspect. He's he's. He's exited public normal life. He is all of a sudden crazy you're, man. You're you're uh, you're pro- you're not guilty until proven. So wings, you he's saw this video, right? I've seen it. I thought it was all a right. little. Ex- I and think we, they went overboard. And, and it's, but you're in agreement that he kind of lunged at the cop himself. and began to to like swing this four foot long metal bar at him. Yes, I understand that. And okay, I, I, right. I'm one hundred percent right. He had every right to defend himself. I think mm-hmm. he did it in excess of. No, I think the extra five shots may have been a little overboard, but the initial shooting, I got no issues with that. And as far as shooting somebody in the knee, I shoot a lot, and I'm going to tell you, if somebody is, uh, this guy was about eight feet away, maybe, and that sounds like a long ways until you take one step forward and swing something like a bat, and all of a sudden you've covered ten feet. So, this thing is, you know, he's within arm's reach of this guy, technically, and I'm not going to be able to hit somebody swinging a bar at me in the knee, you know, well, with, I understand well, if you, you not shoot, happen. just shoot wildly but low. Wild, I don't know. In public. I'll tell you what, Wings. <laughs> if someone's swinging a baseball bat at me like that, I feel obligated to open fire. Right? Not obligated. I feel um like open fire is warranted. You know, you, you can't swing a baseball bat at me. I've got rules against that. If I kill you for it, then that that's just how it went down. That, that it yeah, seems to be you... to be a completely response, uh, reasonable response. Right, if anyone, chest. if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to see the video we're talking about, search and and you have to search it ex- exactly the way I say it. Original footage, suspect with crowbar. All right. So yeah, and but that was just the first in this long series of police brutality things. There were other ones that were totally not legit. No, they were they terrible. Were, it was it was bordered on torture. <clears throat> There were, I saw one where the guy, so if you can picture a man, um, he's, he's laying down on his belly. His hands are cuffed behind his back. The policeman has a, either a foot or a knee on his neck, on, on the suspect's neck while he's on his belly, handcuffed with arms behind his back and shoots him in the head. What? How was that guy not under control? He was completely under control. You're, you can't shoot at that point. What about, the, what about the guy who gets in a wreck on the minivan, gets Ooh. flung out of it, and there's yeah. like nine cops jump on him. All right, now the back story behind that one, in case you don't know, there was a cop putting out spike, tri- spike strips, and this guy swerved at the cop and tried to run him over. It doesn't matter. He was incapacitated. I'm not saying that what they yeah. did was the right <laughs> was thing. Was he a threat? 
I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to explain to you what's going through these cops' mind when someone swerves and tries to kill your best let, friend. Let me tell you what's happening going through these cops' minds. Oh wow, he just used excessive force. Now we get to beat his ass. No, no, it wasn't. I, no, you don't get nine people that all want to do it. They they cops love the fact that they can start uh, using force. These guys are on the radio like they just swerved at Mike. He tried to kill Mike. Get him. You know, it's like that. Everybody knows Mike. Police forces are very tight knit. It's like a fucking football team. All these guys mm-hmm. know each other. Mm-hmm. Like the police, police and firemen and and people in uh, well, you know they're, they're, they can be enemies sometimes. But yeah. the, the I think that that backstory doesn't warrant the behavior. No, no, not at all. They beat the fuck out of him. And I, I'm I'm you could tell that these guys were. It wasn't the like malicious kind of beating that were like I just want to hurt somebody. Like they wouldn't have thrown that beating on somebody. Right. Who hadn't just done something like that? Because they this the first guy that gets to him is literally sprinting so, and like like falls yeah. running so fast. For, for this scene that people don't know, there's there's someone who's driving a minivan. He's pretty much out of control. Uh, he swerves. The minivan does what I'm going to estimate is like two and a half flips uh-huh. across the ground. Somehow, somewhere during this flipping, he gets thrown out of the window, and his body is pretty much limp on the ground appears to be very badly injured and the policemen run up on this lifeless body and start beating the crap out of him with a white boy dolphin dive (laughs) first one dolphin dives on him i shit you not really yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the first and he was ready to put that beating on him it was actually really i'm it sounds bad to say it was really cool the way he popped out of the car because like Mm. the he like as soon as the van like barrel rolled once he sort of like Jack in the Box style popped out of his own driver's window, and he didn't like fly through the air like you know a, someone threw a windshield in a car accident. He just kind of popped out and fell like like he fell from maybe six feet in the air. You know, it popped him out a couple feet above the window, and then blump, he falls there on the ground. And if I remember correctly, I think I saw this on like court TV or real TV or something. His injuries were like not that bad at all. Like it was like you know like a broken ankle and like a concussion or something. And then the cops went to work. <laughs> he but, was shook up, though. Like, I've, I've been oh, in a car yeah, this, accident very this, similar to that one. No, this guy was fucked up. He, he definitely was in no shape to even, like, he, put a hand over his head to defend himself. Right. They could have easily walked up to him, put his arms behind his back, and cuffed him or, or something like that. That wouldn't even be necessary, but they could have done it. Instead, they just enjoyed beating the crap out of him. And there is an issue here with police brutality, I think. I, I feel like the police have become more military than they used to be, right? The, the idea of the 1970s cop who kind of walked the beat, looked around, had coffee with the people that he was protecting and serving, that just feels gone. Now now my n- mental image of a cop is like a jackboot thug with you know paramilitary gear and protective helmets and like SWAT almost and you know the, the, the stuff that they carry like the 38 revolver that the you know old school cops had is has now been replaced with like tactical shotguns and carbines and and it just feels like these guys oh and by the way they hire a lot of ex military people like that's a common career path you come out of the marines and you join the police they Which even have a, in my um, opinion that's a mistake right there I hear you. So in the police, at least I know this is how New Jersey works. I can't say it's nationwide. But um, 20 years and you're eligible for retirement, well, they count your military service. So if you've, you know, coming out of the military, you maybe got four, eight years in there, you can just work 12 as a cop and retire forever. They count your military service towards your, um, like, you know, tenure as a policeman. 
So it's really common for people to go straight from the military, where it's, you know, kill, 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 to the police and not really adapt to that, like, protect, protect, protect mentality that they need to have. Yeah. What about uh, the one, there was one about- where, there was one where there was a guy sitting there handcuffed in the police station, handcuffed behind his back, and it sort of, it was sort of like a, it looked like mm-hmm. he was waiting to be processed, maybe fingerprinted or whatever. And mm-hmm. you could tell that he was mouthing off to the cop. You know, you don't know what he's saying. But at some point, he said the wrong thing. And in my mind, I imagine he said something about the guy's wife, children, or something really offensive. Because the cop just snaps. He comes sprinting over, kicks the guy in the balls, and bitch slaps him with one of the worst bitch slaps I've ever seen. Definitely <laughs> top three. Like, top three bitch slaps I've ever seen. And I've seen some good ones. And then he just, like, he puts his finger in the guy's face, and he's, you know... There's no audio. But Wait, I he imagine... didn't beat him when he was down, too? The way I remember, he just gave him the kick and then slapped him and then and yelled at him. He's on, like, a plastic chair up against yeah. the wall. I may be wrong. You may have thrown him Yeah, up. I'm not positive either. My memory I mean, he could have raped foggy. him with a nightstick, for all I know. All I'm <laughs> that oh, that's a real thing, too. That happened in New York. It was oh, a yeah. long time ago. Not a nightstick, but a, um, um, like, a mop broomstick type thing Ooh, that's worse yeah it is worse it's it's not like uh like a nightstick i don't know if you guys have ever touched a nightstick um the one that i touched was wood but it was like amazingly hard it was almost like metal and you can tell that it's designed for beating people and it's very effective at it like I, i you can just slap it into your own hand like you know into your palm and it hurts more than you'd expect like you, if you did the same thing with a baseball, it kind of cups nicely and just falls into your mm-hmm. hand. You do it with a nightstick, and you're like, damn, this is not good to hit things it's with. It's so hard that you think that you wouldn't really even want to hit someone with it because you would you would have, like, how hard hurt like, them. <laughs> yeah, like, like, not just hurt them, but kill them. Like, I feel like if I hit somebody in the head with a nightstick, like, full force with one arm, I'd kill them. If not just, I, I, I feel like I'd fracture their skull. I mean, I'm not, not a Hulk or anything, but the thing is so yeah. Hard. Oh, kind of like a, a mag light. You just, you just picture it a it's watermelon worse. busting. I feel like, I, I think I'd rather get hit with a mag light than a fucking I, That would be my pick too, yeah. I would most definitely, if you're ever going to hit me, I would prefer mag light to nightstick because nightstick is just dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Those things are terrible. I mean, I've hit stuff. What about the, what, so we're talking about the nightstick. What about the black guy they beat? The th- oh, right. yeah, yeah. So, I didn't see how that went to, it, go ahead, you, you go, you Well, I, this was one where they didn't really show what led up to it, but um, but they're in a neighborhood that I'm going to describe as ghetto. Is that bad to say? I don't even know, but I'm trying to draw a picture here. And um, there's a handful of what I assume to be like his friends and family nearby, and one of them is is filming it, and they're telling the 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 guy to like lay down and get cuffed or something, but they're beating him so much that he's kind of like protecting his face from getting kicked in the face and he's kind of and then they start beating him on his legs with the nightstick and me with knowledge of just how ridiculous that is like how hard it like how much it hurts i can see why and i it, did they break his leg or something with his yeah, leg did broken. it was twisted they, around like i'm gonna say 90 degrees on now i remember so i think they broke it by hitting his his uh shin with the nightstick and um and then the the girls with the cameras are screaming like you know get a picture of his leg get a picture of his leg zoom in you know they get the leg and uh they just beat this guy so senselessly you could tell that their objective was not to like cuff and restrain and like get this guy under control their objective was revenge or something like I, it, they, this 
that's why I say some of these beatings, you, you, it's, it's got to be one of three things I'm going to say. One, the cop is literally just a monster, and he likes hurting people. Two, this guy just said something or did something awful to this cop, and this cop is setting an example. I'm, I'm not justifying any of these. I'm, I'm just trying to get in this guy's head. Or three, mm-hmm. someone else has done something to this guy, and he's going to set an example. Because he was putting – the, the thing he was hitting him with almost looked like one of the 26-inch uh, the uh, expandable riot batons because it was bending as he was swinging it. Oh, yeah. For it, those that don't know, the riot baton is, you know how an antenna extends or like a telescope mm-hmm. extends? Mm-hmm. It extends, and I want to say there's a little ball on the end to give some weight to it. Yes. And and they're just, <laughs> again, they're very good tools for beating people. It hurts this guy was swinging it so hard that it looked like a belt. at first. I thought he was whipping him with a belt because it good was like, Lord. it had, you know, when you like flail with a belt, like, it, you know, it's it's got kind of a, a whippy bend to it as you're. It looked like that. That's how hard he was swinging. He was it was bending in the air before it hit him. So I don't know what the solution is for what. Okay, first of all, I don't know if cops are beating people more than they used to, or if cops are getting filmed beating people. Yeah. More than I, they used so I to. talked to a cop about this today. It's uh, this has kind of been on my mind for the last few days. I talked to a cop about it today, and, and he, he he talked about a situation that he had been in. Um, I, I'm not going to, you know, fairly recently where. He had pulled over a guy who, who was known to have, to be HIV positive. Okay. So they know going in, this guy has AIDS. And, well, there's a, I honestly don't know that it was going to HIV and AIDS. I guess one of them is much worse than the other. But anyway, the guy has one or the other. And, um, the guy has a warrant out for his arrest or whatever. So as he's trying to arrest the guy, the guy literally tries to bite. Like, Ooh. like he makes the biting, I'm an animal now motion. So my friend punches him in the ribs. You know, you don't want to hit him in the face to, to get the guy under control. The guy still won't give him his hands, so he punches him again in the ribs. Finally, the guy gives in. He gives him the hands, and he, and he handcuffs him, and he steps away from the situation. And two more cops grab him, and they pick him up and start hurling him to the police car. The police car is, you know, 20 yards away, and they're picking him up and throwing him eight, nine feet at a time as he's hogtied. And, and, and he was like... Finally, he, he's like, I just walked over. I was like, you, you guys are fucking pussies. It's time for you to fucking stop. That's no. Wait, like, wait. Oh, he walked over and said that. Yeah, he had to call the other two cops off of him. He's, he's, he's like, I was hitting him because I was protecting myself, and I, and I didn't want this guy to bite me. I want him restrained as fast as possible. In the process, he did break three of the guy's ribs. Now, you might say that, that you look uh, at it. To me, like it's that. like, that's just good punching, I guess, because it, like it, Punching a guy in the ribs who's trying to bite you with what is now a deadly weapon or, you know, a horrible weapon or something. HIV is not the dead sen- sentence it used to be, but it, it's – I'm okay with it. I don't yeah. have a problem. I'm critical no of policemen sometimes, but not this guy, right? He yeah. seems okay by me. Yeah, he was talking he, – he's running that before. It was a guy who was uh, – they knew had hepatitis C, and um, the guy was bleeding everywhere. He, he had a big gash on his forehead, and the guy comes running toward my friend. He's like, help me, help me. And he says the guy's name because he knew the cop. He's like, I drew down on him. I was like, you took another step, I'm going to kill you. He's like, you get away from me and you wait for the fucking ambulance. Hmm. That's a big concern, though, when you're a cop. The, the, the ST, you know, not really, you know, the transfer. Infectious disease. disease. Infectious yeah. disease, yeah. That can would I interrupt be my, you for a second? Yeah. Some people in my stream are saying it's messing up. Uh, you can either refresh it or you can try another resolution. Like sometimes 480 works better than 720 or vice versa. Sorry. Yeah, no, that that was about it. But I mean, that that was his view of the thing. Like, eh, you know what my solution is for this? 
I think that they need to allow for the filming of police very broadly. I think that you know, even in other situations where you might expect privacy, like um, I don't know, a, a private residence or something like that, uh, if the police are working there, they should be filmable. Like it, I think, better yet, I'll say this: an on-duty policeman or FBI agent, or you know, it, it's all right, maybe not FBI because they might do something else, but an on-duty policeman should not have an expectation of privacy. Nope. Right? That's my answer to it. You know, there is no, this is a crime scene you can't film. There is no, like, you know, get that camera out of my face or whatever. You might need to keep your distance. I'm not saying you can interfere. Yeah, I'd say keep a six to eight foot distance from the cop as long as he's not, like, in the state of, you know. Yeah, I, I would even go with something broader, like, you know. Just keep distance enough that you don't interfere with their operations, right? If they start trying to define that as three blocks, go to hell, right? But six feet, I can also see that being kind of small, right? But, you know, something reasonable. Two car lengths, right? If you're two car lengths away from the action, you're probably not messing him up. The policeman should have no expectation of privacy. You should be able to film the the dickens out of him and, and... you know, Can't you do that anyway if they're on public property? I, I'm seeing that right infringed everywhere. And, and oh, shucks, I'm going to mess this up because I'm not an expert on the topic. But I, I think it was Illinois who's you know passed laws against filming policemen. And it's like, whoa, passing laws against filming policemen? No, no, no. no. We need to pass laws that express, explicitly give you the right to film on-duty policemen, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about interfering with anyone's private life. But if you're, if you're on the clock and you're a policeman, then... You know, you should be able to film that stuff. Yeah, you don't want them doing bad stuff like some of the stuff that was in that video. Some of that stuff was rough. Some they of were... that stuff was wrong. And and <clears throat> I know, well, I, I said earlier that I can be critical of the police. You know, sometimes I defend them too, right? I mean, they have to deal with some real nonsense a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you can't... That's I would say about 30... No reason. I would say 25, 30% of what we saw in that video was probably justified yeah you never really know for sure but definitely uh-huh. that's i had no issue with and i'll tell you what there was one clip where there was a guy in the who had been arrested and was in the back of a police car and he's kicking the fucking window he's kicking the the side window of the car and the cop opens the door comes there punches him in the face about three four times nice and hard slams the door and you know what the fucker quit kicking the door well, really because I mean, i'd have been tempted to i mean it seems like you could zip tie his feet, his feet to his hands. Now look at you, jackass. I bet you wish you had your, your feet free. Because yeah, that'd that be may, awful. That may like, have been more appropriate. It you know, definitely the, would have been more appropriate. But I'm just, <laughs> from my own standpoint, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining myself as the cop and this asshole's back there kicking the window. I'm like, I'd like to hit him, too. I'm not saying yeah. it's right. <laughs> he, probably, he probably wants to hit him because he's probably liable for that window if he gets broke. I wouldn't be surprised. They, they, cops get some shitty deals, dude. I, I know of... I know of um, cops who have to repair their own cars, like and and you know, pretty serious issues. Really? Yeah. If if a if a if a city or a, you know, especially small cities, if they don't have the budget, and you know your bumpers hanging off, they're like, eh, get some zip ties, bro. Hmm. Well, that's that brings, I think we should talk more about military should not be allowed to go into the the police force, especially if you're diagnosed with like some kind of like disorder such as. Uh, that's stress syndrome. Post-traumatic stress disorder? Yes. Um, 
<laughs> it's my stream always says I look baked. I must be just born this way or something. I'm not baked every time I live stream <laughs> ever. I'm not baked ever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Smoke Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new series, yeah, Smoky Saturday. His nickname is Woody because he smokes a lot. Ah, I think the whole trees thing. I I get it. it. Um, yeah. Oh oh yeah. So I wonder. I don't know. Like, I, I really hate to limit career options for people coming out of the military. Like, that, yeah. on the surface, just rubs me the wrong way. Um, I do want to make sure that the culture of the police is about that protect and serve and not about that we're the toughest gang in the city. Yeah, but what, what if a guy has that post-traumatic stress disorder, he's out there, and a kid's, and, you know, a kid, you know, reaches his pocket for a cell phone... He he has flashbacks from Iraq and see you know whoever, and he just starts shooting the kid or beating the crap out of him. You know Absolutely. that probably happens. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's not to me not even a military issue, right? Like obviously policemen and the policeman I know had one. They need a psych a psych evaluation going yeah. into that job. You need to make sure that that you know they've got the right just, head on their shoulders. You guys it. remember that police officer that choked the shit out that uh that EMT on the ambulance? The high, he was a highway yes. patrolman. Yes, yeah. He's oh. still a highway patrolman. He didn't Do you guys want to hear job. about this? I, so I, we need to change up the topics topics before too long. But but this particular instance was this: there was a um, uh, an ambulance, and I think he parked in a highway in an effort to give himself a little bit of uh, working room. Did the show start? Yeah. Are you on with wings? Yeah. Tell him it's on. I'm down there practicing. I'm. It's on. <laughs> I saw what he did. It's on. <laughs> can you hear her? Yes, yes. I can hear her. <laughs> I got to get my girlfriend in, in work in order. <laughs> oh, dude, we were looking at like costume choices for our next video. So if you guys couldn't hear that, my wife just, she's like, did the show start? And I'm like, yeah. Because his wings there? Yeah. You tell him it's on. I'm down there practicing right now. It's on. So the, did you, did you see thing. the other video, though, Woody? I saw it. the jerk. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, I'm talking about the police stuff. I've seen another one oh. where, where a fire department parks the fire truck to kind of block the accident so people won't go, you know, go yeah. by and try to sightsee and run run people over in, in doing the accident scene. And the cop arrests the, the fire truck driver for blocking traffic. I want to say during the arrest, he, he put his hand on his throat and pushed him up against a truck oh, that, or something. That was the that was the EMT. This is a whole different thing. Oh, okay. He arrests the fire chief for putting the truck oh, in the block. I've seen the lane. that too. I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah. And and so my father-in-law, rest in peace. Uh, he was a fireman, and he told me that policemen and firemen often have like conflicts in their city because there's this uh, battle for like who controls the scene. You know, the, the firemen, and I, I presume EMT, have this attitude that like you know, for a fire, this is our gig, right? This is what we do. You know, we determine. Whether or not traffic needs to be blocked, we determine, you know, who, how close people are able to get, stuff like that. But the policemen, they like to control every scene, including fires and accidents and stuff like that. And there's sort of a built-in conflict there in many cities. Well, I look at it this way. Is a gun needed? No. Is a nightstick needed? No. Can you do EMT services? No. Sit the fuck back then. Yeah. It, it's There's this thing, right? Like... I don't think there's any shame in, in being a servant, right? Like when I worked in IT, 
I, it was like, you know, this, I, I, I was fine with, um, IS. In the old days, we called it information services. And we're there to sort of fulfill the needs of the business. We're there to fulfill the needs of management. You know, this is information service. If you can't serve other people, then get the F out. Because this is your job. This is what you do. Don't, you know, a lot of IT guys, because they understand computers better than their customers, like to think they're superior to the people that they're helping. Knock that crap off. How about just a mutual respect? You know, can, can you work that way? And these policemen would be smart to have the same attitude. Instead of being the boss in every freaking situation in your entire life, how about when you're at a fire, you ask the firemen if there's anything they need? You know, what do you need? You need traffic control? You need, you know... I don't know, EMT services or something. A lot of the uh, policemen have that training. Just, uh, you know, in this instance of fire or traffic accident, maybe you guys can work together instead of bossing people around. I mean, I mean, seriously, what can a police officer do while the fire department's cutting somebody out of the car with the jaws of life? You Go direct traffic. Don't be fucking with them. I mean, you're risking somebody's life because you got a, a superiority complex. Those kind of videos piss me off. Yeah, superiority complex is what it's all about. So, um, new topic? Oh, yeah. All right, what do you got? No, oh, the video about the girl with the laptop. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about that, too. So, does anyone want to lay it out, or do you want me to describe it? You probably saw it better than I did. (laughs) Okay, go, Woody. All right. I'll, I'll take a shot at it. So, um, it starts off with the dad sitting in a chair in like an open field. And I didn't notice it, but he's got a gun strapped to his hip. And he has a printed out letter that was printed from his daughter's Facebook page. And his daughter pretty much says like, I'm done cleaning up after you people. Clean up after yourself. I'm tired of doing all the work around the house, etc., etc." And it was written in a really like rebellious kind of nasty snarky tone. So the dad is like, you know, I just spent $130 on software for your new laptop. I work in IT, and I just spent all this time. I bet you thought you were clever when you tried to block me from what you write on Facebook. You should know better. I work in IT. I can see anything that you write on your Facebook. And uh, that takes like seven minutes. And then he lays the the her notebook computer on the ground and points the camera at it. And follow and, and fires what I think were eight like explosive hollow point rounds or something into that notebook, and uh, tells her that she's not getting a computer again until college. Did I miss anything? No, that's, you got it pretty a, well. That's about right. <laughs> so, uh, the real question you... is for or against this father? Oh, for for sure. For for sure, huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm a wimpy dad. I, I I thought he took it a little far. I mean, once again, you don't have the full story. I figured she's a bitch. I don't know. It sounds like she comes home every day and sweeps the living room, cleans off the kitchen counters, does the dishes, and makes her bed, and then has to make the guest bed, too, monthly or whatever. And uh, it seems to me like he's she has a lot of responsibilities around the house. She does more than my 12-year-old. Now she's 15. But, you know, what are you going to do? I think maybe you just give them too little responsibility because at that age I did a lot. Like, really? You know, yeah, you know we had to change the clothes over, had to do, had to wash the wash dishes that they were in the sink, had to vacuum the floor every day. There was no like three times a day. Every day the floor got vacuumed that, that way to preserve the carpet. You know stuff like that. If there was something tidy, pick it up. I mean the rules didn't just extend like you. It wasn't like set straight. Like if something was dirty, you clean it. 
you know, hmm. and then when, and then my mother usually got home like two hours later and she would inspect. Did you but, guys think the dad in this video was full of crap when he described what he did? Yes. He said, when I was your age, I went to high school, I went to college, I was a volunteer fireman, I did all the work around the house, and I had a job. And I'm like, really? Yeah, well... That he, seems like a here, lot. Here's, here's what I'm reading. High school and college. He probably went to high school and took college courses. Like, you know, college credits. I get that. But at 15, I don't believe he took college courses. I, I believe he did that at 17. It just kind of mixed everything he did in his teenage years into one bundle of, when I was your age, I did this. That, that I didn't believe his story for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, do, do, do I think that, you know... He probably did a little bit more. Yeah, he probably came from a generation that did a little bit more. I mean, we're going more ergonomic every year that we exist as a human being. I mean, pretty much we're soon going to be like in some uh, Jules Verne type world where we're like hooked up to a computer and, you know, running the vacuum with that, with, the, you know, a series of net code. I mean, be <laughs> these like four or five hundred pound land monsters. That's, that's I don't think that's going to happen, but okay. Are we That's talking a- about the movie Wally at this point? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, this just went awry. Where are we going with this? There's land monsters and. <sighs> um, I got a question for you guys, and and for everyone, they're not prepared for it. How much longer are we going to do Painkiller already? Has Painkiller already run its course? I have no clue. I mean, I, I take it week by week. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing it, you know, whenever I can, you know, and I mean, eventually if we can't never net a sponsor, eventually it won't be worth our time. I, I mean, mean that, I don't, that, a, that that sounds bad, but like it's like, going to be hard to get a sponsor about a show, for a show that talks about sex with chickens and bears. Yes. Yeah, look, look at Albert <laughs> Stern. No, I don't I don't really care about getting a sponsor thing i i'm good pretty much for the long haul as long as you know you know as much as i can you know if i'm if i'm yeah, that's, like, the, that's the problem thing. like you and you and kyle are traveling more and more and more oh my schedule come i'm going to the dominican republic next week i think i'm going to japan the weekend well i'm going to japan the weekend after that and then maybe i'll be back a week and then i'm out in california like that's that's almost a month yeah you know this I wonder how much longer yeah, Painkiller Pink already started. I like. I, I don't think we've made any secret of the fact that we were inspired by host migration, right? Yes. Hutchinson, Anders, and Trump did their thing, and I don't know how many episodes they did, but I'm going to estimate between like eight and fourteen. Does that sound rightish? Do you? Yeah, something like that. And then um, I don't know. I think Gentleman's Choice came shortly after we did, and, and it said five. <laughs> Yeah, three, four, five, something like that. And Painkiller already, this is episode 82. So we've we've had a pretty long run, but I don't know. And then it's... I'm just not sure how much more PKA there, there will be. I mean, it probably won't be weekly anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could always keep it around and do it like once a month or like weekly when we can get a chance to. But like holding a regiment of every week is actually tough. I mean, it's not tough for me because I'm still stuck in the uh, the whole gaming video world, and I don't I don't have to be flown out everywhere. But you know, for you two, it's tough getting you guys here. 
Yeah. Not so much Kyle. He's always here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our special guest, Kyle. <laughs> oh, wings, man! I guess it was last week. Uh, we thought you were going to miss it because you had some like uh, family obligations. But um, Kyle and I were going to make a huge deal out of it. Like, we don't care what you got going on. You got to get here. <laughs> <laughs> have, I, have I ever missed a painkiller already? I don't think so. I can't. I can't recall a show that that we've ever done without you. Maybe one. And I know you've done like one or two without me. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple without either one of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm, yeah, right, right. I, I don't think, I don't think Kyle's ever done one without me. No. We usually miss together. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot over the last couple of weeks. You know, how many more PKAs were, are there going to be? I, uh, I don't know. Some guy says, if you change it, I'll unsub faster than you can effing speak. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, uh, yeah. Just, just throwing it out there. I wonder how much more PKA there'll be. You know, this is all, this is all, let's go ahead and, this is all just foresight. I mean, we could go on for another 200 episodes, as far as we know, but it, it's just that the, we're at this period where, like, is this convenient for everybody? I yeah. know Woody's not. I know Woody's not chiming in about two hundred episodes. That's like a long shot. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see keep doing it too. Um, I know I'm way behind on uploading because it's it's harder to do than it ever was before. But uh, um, yeah, I got to catch up on that. I suppose. I don't know. Right. Just throwing it out there. Hey, and, yes, and I got. I got to go be on. right back. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Did you ever get your shotgun going? Did I get it fixed, you said? Yeah. No, I did the the self-repairs to my shotgun. And and as you know, it works really well when um, uh, after you shoot it, like it cycles well. But it just doesn't cycle brand new shells all that well. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. If any of you out there are from Remington... I think you make pretty shitty shotguns, <laughs> and, you know, because I got mine, and and I, you know, I paid a premium for it. I got the one I really wanted, and uh, it doesn't work like it's supposed to. I I don't fully trust it. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah, that sucks. Let's talk about something gaming. I, th- I think we skipped over gaming <clears throat> completely last week. Why do you think people keep going back to Call of Duty? What is it about Call of Duty that's so addictive compared to other games? It's the arcade um, aspect of it. It's it's the points popping up on the screen, and um, it's it's so easily accessible. And also, I think a big part of it, and it always was for me, is the uh, the unlockable things that you get. You know, it's that you know I need fifteen more headshots to get Blue Tiger, or it's you know I need a hundred more kills to get the extended mag. I think that plays a lot into like driving people huh. to. Uh, for me personally, that stuff doesn't work for me. Like yeah, I like I to unlock it once and just never go through that torture again. That's that's yeah. how I'm built. But um I think they nailed the sort of easy to start, hard to master thing. Like they did yeah. a, a pretty good job with that. People say Call of Duty's easy. Obviously, maybe you forgot how hard it was when you started. Like, you know, if you entered Call of Duty and immediately came in with a two KD you probably came from another shooter, you know. The, the, for me, it was around forty thousand kills, 
when I broke even in kilns and deaths. Like that's <laughs> that's where I was. It, it, I had a hard time getting going with Call of Duty, and you know it took a little while to ramp up. Yeah, and anyone who's who's out injured. there saying it's easy just needs to go play a little bit of game battles, and you get humbled very quickly. Hmm. The, yeah. people that, oh. the people that the random people you play <laughs> are some of the worst players that that play the game, and the the people you run into in game battles are going to be some of the best. They're in the top one percent. They're they're going to be some of the best players. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how game battles is. Like I, I'm going to upload a game battles game. I think Saturday where we lose, and I'm just nervous about the reaction I'm going to get. You know, because we ran into people. You know, so for people that don't know. When, before you accept the match, you just accept the game type. So we're like, alright, you know, we'll play some demo, whatever. The moment we see the, uh, um, other team, we see how they're, like, how much experience they have, we're like, oh no. This is, (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be rough. And then the first game we played with them, we didn't post, because it was just genuinely embarrassing. Like, it, everywhere we went, they seemed to be already ready for us. They were predicting it, they were, they were on top of us. And then game two, which I posted today, we we were just trying to get into overtime. We thought that would be a victory, like a moral victory, the kind of victory that people who don't actually win things have. Yeah, like Rocky One style victory. I yeah. went the distance. I went the distance, <laughs> and uh, and we won it. And then the round three is going up on Saturday. But it was yeah. It, we'll see. People are going to fuss at me, I'm sure. But they wanted to see how it ended, so I'll show them. One of the ways that you can ensure that you know, if nothing else, you're not playing as like a top 10 team or something mm-hmm. is just see um look at look at who had played the previous games in different game types and if you see that like you know back in the day we would look and like whoever it was it was envy or or fear or whoever if they were online playing and they were playing search and destroy that night we'd be like all right we're not playing search <laughs> see we don't do anything like that we yeah. post games most of the time and let people accept them um we play domination domination used to be the most challenging game type. Like, a lot of good players roam there. But now I think they just play MLG variant. Sorry, I had to do a scoot and boot. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so we, um, we used to play a lot of different things. I think, I, and I didn't play that much, but those guys' record at the end of the year was like 110 and 13 or something. Because they play, you know, they, they picked their, uh, they picked their fights. You know, they, they weren't gonna fight the, the, the best team every night. And, you know, sometimes that meant playing Hardcore Search and Destroy or playing Radar Always On Team Deathmatch or playing something <laughs> weird. But it wins a win. Radar Always On TDM is kind of interesting. I played that in Black Ops. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's all about... I, what, is it called Deep Impact in Black Ops? Whatever. The one that makes your bullets work after you shoot through stuff. Yeah. And... uh and just like penetration kills. You see the guy on the HUD. You don't even watch the map so much. You watch the HUD, you shoot through buildings and get kills. That's and you don't you need do dead it. silence or whatever the perk may be that makes your feet. We probably fire. ran dead silence. Yeah, that's that, one of those things that you immediately realize that, wait a minute, I don't need dead silence. They can see where I'm at anyway. Hmm. Yep. It, was, it was always interesting. I hated it. I hate radar always on because it's... It it it's a it's a different game at that point. It, it it's is. more of a cat and mouse game where literally there are some maps. I remember one time I played um, one versus one radar always on, and he pulled the old trick where you can see where the other pre- person spawns and immediately killed me. And then he spent the rest of the game running around in circles around the map, <laughs> like so that you couldn't play with him. Yeah, remember wet work from Call of Duty Four? Mm-hmm. You know the so on on the far side of wet work, I'm gonna say where. Um, 
maybe a domination is he would not the one where it's elevated but the the other one that's ground level you can run around and around like the head of the ship he ran around and around that in circles and if i went left he went right if i went right he went left with radar always on with radar always on so he knew like like i had there was no chance to to catch up with him and it was the most annoying thing ever for for those of you who haven't played radar always on it's kind of like a uav but there's no passes it's just like a straight up more like a blackbird without direction yes so it's impossible to deal with uh Hmm. So, uh, uh, oh, oh, I'm traveling soon. I, I'm going to Japan with Joe Lozon to see him fight. So you, t- like, you finally decided you're definitely doing it then? Yeah, I, I'm going, and it's, it, I'm kind of excited about it. I have these. Um, so here's the deal. I'm a, a fan of the UFC, and I'm like, imagine that you were really into football. And, you know, you sit there, you know, maybe you want to tell Tom Brady what he needs to do. Like, dude, you're, you're underutilizing Ocho Cinco. He's one of the top talents in the league. You gotta be, you know, hitting him. Why is it his numbers drop so drastically when he, you know, when suddenly you're the one throwing the ball? But with Joe, I have to like, I don't want him to consider my advice for a nanosecond. So I don't give it. Like, I, I don't say anything. Cause I would have, I, I desperately don't want to like even get in his head. Like, Joe has real coaches. And Joe's an actual pro fighter. He doesn't need my jackass telling him what to do. Like, you're, trying to say that, you're trying to say that people giving Tom Brady advice? Yeah. Really know what they're doing? I'm sure <laughs> people do. Dude, how many Monday, Monday morning quarterbacks are there out there telling him that he needs to do this or that? Like, they know how to win better than Tom Brady does. I, I am so not that guy for Joe you know what? You know what I always hate about those guys? Mm-hmm. When they refer to like a NFL team, like my team, us, right? We won. Yeah, us. Yeah, we won. <laughs> like, what kind of stock do you have in the uh, Panthers? There, <laughs> you got a you got a box seat, part of the team. What? I I, I can kind of get on board with that. Like to me, if you want to be part of the team, if you want to be part of the the family. Jump on, do your thing. That's what sports are. That's part of the fun. You, you sort of, you know, lock up your own identity with the teams and and do your thing. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. If you want to do that, knock yourself out. I don't know. It just gets under my skin. It's like, <laughs> you, know, you know, you get under my skin worse. I don't even watch sports, but this gets under my skin. Um, when a team wants to like front run, like you see somebody front run, like he's all about. You know this team until they lose. Right. He's all about then, the, the the Patriots this year, the Giants or whatever. The yeah that they pretend no, that they've lo- been some longtime fan. I have a lot of respect for the guys that are like I'm going to try to think of a team like Buffalo Bill fans. Mm-hmm. Or like you know I don't know a team that just hasn't won in forever. Like the Atlanta Braves haven't won the, a series since 1995. It's like if you're a Braves fan, the last 20 years. I'm gonna say the last, yeah, the last Wait 15 years. What yeah, you go by the Cubs, son? They won in a hundred years. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> the Braves had a pretty successful run there in Maybe the I'm, 90s. No, it's no, not the 90s and the 2000, early 2000s. They won 15, 14 or 15 pennants in a row, and they didn't, and they only won one World fucking Series. Oh, how hard that must be to win 14 or 15 pennants in a row! Who yeah, gives city, a shit? I want city, the city wants more money. To you. Oh my the, gosh. You know, and they go to the series, they go to the, the league championship. I, there are other teams out there who you have to root for who, who aren't making the playoffs. And you can tell mid-season they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like eight games below 500, eight games in the end of the year, <laughs> end of the season. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't think that works. But yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, it, oh, 
Yeah, that, that would work actually. You could yeah, just lose work. all eight. That's, you could lose all eight. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> I'm like, can't you be? Can you be more than four under? Yeah. No, if you're eight games in and you lose them all, you are eight games under 500. Yeah. All right. I was a little slow there. I apologize. Under my... anything. Any, <laughs> any any number works for the 500 number. You're eight games under 100. Eight games under one. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I can see that. But I do have a lot of respect. That, like that's what I was getting at for for t- people who continually root for their team and like buy the merchandise and go to the games, even though their team sucks and has sucked like for the last five ten years. Hey, did you see that the YouTube subscriber counts dropped? Did they? Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, people who are into YouTube, like everyone on this podcast, know that like the APIs have already updated with the the low numbers for a while. Like I lost twenty five thousand subs one day when um they removed like inactive accounts and porn bots and stuff like that. And there were other people who did a whole lot worse than me. Like comparatively, I was I was okay. But uh, if you looked at like the the sites that track YouTube channels, it's represented these low numbers for a while. And then I think it was yesterday where if you looked at it, someone with the old layout, they had the new like updated sub count, which is lower. And if you looked at someone with the new layout, they had the like inflated sub count. And now everybody has that new lower sub count. So I have to I break 700,000 again. I guess we should say, like, like the reason for that is that there were a lot of inactive accounts. I think they went in and deleted any account that had not been active in the last six months or something. So basically people who uh, maybe literally died, maybe people who just, you know, forgot their password, people who had multiple accounts and just don't use them, they deleted all those. They hey, got apparently, rid- a lot of those, oh, someone just wrote, Seen Anders is back under a million. Yeah, so that... He'll go back up again, I'm sure. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, a lot of that, some people had created like a sea of accounts, like 20,000 accounts. And then you could hire them to boost your sub count. Now, that's not where I was, right? I just, I lost whatever, like 2% of my subs or something like that. But there were other channels that were literally built on fake subs. And uh, yeah, so, but I, I, no one in the Call of Duty community really does that. Like there's nobody who's lost, you know, a, Really, a bigger percentage of their subs than everybody else. I, I, I was, I, I counted my lucky stars only lost fourteen thousand. I thought yeah. it was gonna be a much larger number. Yeah, and that's right in line with with what I lost. Like I lost, I think twenty five, but my channels, you know, like proportionally, we lost about the same. I think proportionally, everyone in the Call of Duty community lost about the same amount of subs. I um, like in in terms of like youtube the business it doesn't matter right these are inactive yeah. subs they are not people who watched your videos it was just a uh it was just a you know a, they were a number. junk they were junk accounts they, they, they were, were junk accounts used. yeah we didn't ask for them we didn't do anything to make them happen i certainly wouldn't pay for a fake subscriber or anything like that i don't care what my subscriber account is really cuz my yeah. 18 shrunk a tiny bit like i liked it when i broke I'm, 700 i'm looking at it like this <laughs> somebody like fearcrabs makes more views than I do with 118,000 subs. I got like 344 or something like that. Yeah. I and mean, that, that sub number means nothing. It yeah, it, it it's a little bit like a lifetime achievement award, right? Like, you know, the reason you have 300,000 subs is because of the work you've been putting into your channel over the last 3 or 4 years. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'd be nice if I got 360,000 views every time I put a video out. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but it's, um, but you know, it's one of those things. I, you know, I don't think anybody really cared that's like 
serious, and you know, I was talking to the guys from Epic Meal Time, and they were like, who gives a fuck? You know, nobody really cares. Right, right. Yeah. If, it's just a number. If they had somehow made some mistake and, and removed people from your channel that actually wanted to see your videos, that'd be bad. Oh, but that's I think suck, just, right? Yeah, I think they just what identified if, accounts that weren't used. What if they had accidentally, like, deleted all your subscribers and been like, whoops! <laughs> <laughs> My bad, you get a start and over. Like, and, like, not only just remove your subscription from them, but literally deleted them. Like, they they would have to go make new YouTube accounts. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst day ever. Uh, yeah, so, um... So, yeah, I didn't actually lose any uh, actual humans. I just lost, I don't know, I guess dead accounts or something like that. So, no big deal. Happened to everybody. What it is is those accounts that people make to troll you. Like, you know, Fat Wings of Redemption or like Hot Socks of Redemption. Yeah, No, they're pretty active on those accounts. Yeah, no, those accounts are... Those are the most active accounts on YouTube. But the thing is, like, people make those accounts and get tired of it and make another one. Like, you'll have Fat Wings of Redemption one day, but like, you know, this is not, this isn't good enough. Then he'll make, like, morbidly obese Wings of Redemption the next day. <laughs> be like, oh, dude, there's one guy um, who's made accounts about my son. Like, you know, Woody's retarded son, uh, my dad molests me, and, and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Jesus is more or less admitted to making some of them, but not all of them. And, uh, it's just, eh, whatever. Like, that sort of stuff doesn't bother me like it used to. Uh, a long time ago, uh, when I was brand new to YouTube, those things would really hurt my feelings. Heck, less than that would hurt my feelings. When people said my aim was bad, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so honestly, I remember getting honestly, red face mad off that shit. What, what'll hurt your feelings more the most is when someone actually has a legitimate issue. When they're mm-hmm. like, wow, you're really sloppy at about three minutes in. You really had a hard time killing that guy, huh? What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you need to play more. You know, they're not just like maliciously attacking you. It's almost like they feel sorry for you because they're such a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, fuck you, man. I, my finger slipped. There was pizza grease. Yeah, or yeah, if they had like a legit complaint. Now we're almost, I'm arming my haters at this point. But if they're like, you know, Woody, you kind of reiterated the same point for three minutes. Did you plan this out? I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe this guy has a valid criticism. I'll listen to that again. But, um, the, the guys that just say, like, you know, F you, Woody, you're hung like a pigeon. Like, really? Block, okay. remove, you're gone. Oh, you got- <laughs> yeah, see, those are the ones that always get me in trouble, the valid criticism. So it's like, three minutes. Dog, I made over 2,000 of these motherfuckers. You can't expect Masterpiece every time? <laughs> <laughs> That's crossed my mind, too. When someone says, like, ah, oh, Woody, at one minute and 27 seconds, how did you not see that guy? You know what? I'm going to look at a thousand of your gameplays and see if I can find any flaws in them. See how that goes. But, uh, you know, flaws happen. I don't think think you can do any other job in the world for four years and enjoy it. I'm pretty, you know, there are days when I'm really, like, happy to be me. Like, this this is a pretty good gig. Yeah, that's a great gig. Don't let me get it wrong. Uh-huh. The fact is, people want make expect you to treat it like you know you have the bee's knees, like you're the luckiest motherfucker on earth. I mean, this is a job just like everything else. Even though it's a really nice job and you ain't got somebody breathing down your neck and it pays pretty good, it's still something that's monotonous. You, you pretty much get it in a routine, and once you get into that routine, it's hard to break that routine. Like, shoot, there was a point. Probably a few months ago, I didn't want to leave the house because I was scared I, I wasn't going to make enough money. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
like it's like okay, this video's done. Let's upload it. All right, what's my next video going to be about? You know, that's that's the entire thought plan. You just don't want to get up. How many nights have you not went to sleep trying to think about a video that you want to get up? And it's like, yeah. What I like a lot is finishing. So I my target is two videos a day. That's what I like to do. Um, so I'll count a live stream. So you know, sometimes I'll do like a a video, and then if I do like a live stream and a live stream promo, that's that's three that day. So, but my target is two. I like to have my first video finished the night before. That makes it so much easier on me. If I can do that and like render it, upload, etc., or even if I don't do the upload, if it's just finished and all I have to do is wake up in the morning and upload, that takes a lot of pressure off me. Yeah, I did that today. I had the dance video ready. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, cause I had to go help my buddy out today. My buddy has had back surgery and he needed somebody to sit there in case he fell or, you know, needed something cause he's in the recovery stage. So, it really helped me to have that video out there so I could actually spend my entire morning somewhere else. There are a handful of people asking me to talk about uh, my upcoming fight with Obviously Jesus. And I have a video coming up tomorrow that explains it in full. I think you guys are really going to like it. But I'm, I'm kind of holding off until then. Um, my, my response will be there, and uh, I am not afraid. So look forward to it. I just want the people, I, I read pretty much the comments as they scroll by all show long. And I keep seeing, you know, talk about this guy, talk about this guy, talk about this guy. And uh, I do. I will talk about him <laughs> tomorrow. So. You guys ever, I know we've asked this question before. We've never asked it on PKA. How long do you think YouTube will be a what it is now? That's interesting, isn't it? And by like it is now, you mean the primary video place? Yes. See, it's already, at least in terms of video quality, not the best one. Like, if you're into the art of it, Vimeo does a super job. Like, they upload, I guess, higher bitrate videos. I wish you guys could see how good-looking this stuff is that I upload to YouTube. Because after YouTube re-renders it and serves it to you, it's not nearly as good as it is when I gave it to YouTube. Uh, they, I, The reason that I still do high quality is that uh, when they introduced 720 for the first time, all the people that have been uploading in 720 over the years, suddenly their videos retroactively became available in 720. When they uploaded it to 1080 the first time, all those videos that have been uploaded to 1080 over time became better looking. So uh, um, that's why, you know, someday when YouTube increases their bitrate, I hope that my entire library becomes better looking. And, you know, as good looking as it would be if it were on Vimeo. But I don't think that's it, right? There's something, it, there's this uh, critical mass that YouTube has that makes it good. The reason eBay is the king of the online auction sites is not because eBay is such a great site. It's not. It's ugly. It's sort of hard to navigate. Searching completed listings, which is a really critical feature, is kind of buried and hidden. eBay's got a lot of major flaws, but that's where the people are. You can put something on eBay and everyone else will find it. Yeah. Um, YouTube is only going to grow. I, yeah. As, I'd like to see them improve. What we're seeing now is that, you know, guys who were in high school when YouTube came out, now they're in the business world and marketing guys at companies, they're owners of companies, and they, they recognize the potential for YouTube for advertising. So there's just going to be more money injected into YouTube advertising. And that means, and, and with more money, you get more quality. Do you, you get think, higher quality. You think there's another seven years in YouTube? Like YouTube's going to go. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube keeps going and going and going. YouTube. It's won't. hard to predict it. Like, kind of like I could ask you in other sites. You know, is Facebook going to be king of the hill in seven years? Yeah, it's 
Facebook made like $3 billion this year. More than $3 billion, dude. I'm trying to, because MySpace had, you know, I remember you know, seeing the market that article. locked up for a while. Did, Dig did had Facebook... the market rock, locked up for a while, and Reddit somehow knocked it off. What's the barrier to entry for another YouTube? Just the, Four the billion. servers? Yeah, it was, no, it's $3.7 billion. I, I, I don't think... Um... I don't think there is. I think the barrier is the fact that YouTube's owned by Google, and Google has almost an endless supply of cash at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's going to keep them on top. They're going to. YouTube's always going to be on top. YouTube barely even pulls a uh, a profit as a as a website. Believe it or not, like it, mm-hmm. it, it just started they pulled their first profit, profit last quarter. Yeah. So, and there's and they've and they've always ran it, and they're going to continue to run it. YouTube is is. YouTube will be bigger than television in five years. Just wait and see. It will be. You're going to see more. Mm-hmm. You're going to see programming that's to the caliber of stuff you see on the History and Discovery Channel, and you're going to see news programs that are the caliber of CNN and Fox News on so, YouTube. So you think uh, TV uh, places are ever going to like approach this? Well, they've already approached. Well, at least me um, to like do shows for the YouTube. Like they, you just come in and be the star of them because you're a YouTube personality. Versus hiring somebody like, you know, William Shatner or, you know. Could be. And I think the next generation of YouTube. So everyone's heard me say before that I think that the people on YouTube now are much like TV shows now, right? So in, and Kyle disagrees with me on this. I know White Boy does too. But like me, right? I'll take my channel. I've been doing this for what? Two and a half years, something like that. And if like a TV show, if I'm really, really lucky. It'll last for 10 years total. If I'm kind of average, maybe it runs for five years total. And if I kind of suck a year into it, it gets canceled first season, like uh, like a TV show would. I think that our channels will run like that too. And that eventually someone will come along who does this better. Or maybe does it just as well, but he's fresher. That's, uh, you know, people just want to hear about something new. That That's what I think will happen. And, and I also think that... Um, like in terms of the business behind it, there's a, I, I feel like, and, and you guys have heard me say this, like a 1970s baseball player. I'm doing good. I'm really happy. I'm excited that I can make a living off of doing the sorts of things that I do on YouTube. That's awesome. But I think that, you know, if a 1970s baseball player could see what they're making nowadays, they'd be like, oh my God, I didn't do anything like that. You know, the, the 2012 baseball players are doing something incredible. I think the 2000, 30 YouTubers are going to be bigger than television stars. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always going to be like there. Everything's going to keep growing. There'll be Charlie Sheen money out there for YouTubers. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. It's always like that. But I, I do think that the quality of, I mean, I'm, I'm, you're always hearing like, uh, like, like uh, networks talk. You know, they want to, they want to do series and they like like the Mortal Kombat series that uh, the Machinima did they want to do mm-hmm. more things like that more uh high quality bigger budgeted things you know they, there's there's a big drive for that because you can sell things like that as a package to uh, a given advertiser you know that Mortal Kombat thing was sold to a specific advertiser for a specific dollar amount and it was it was great it was really successful so I'm sure that and that's not that's just one example so I think YouTube will eclipse TV very quickly I mean, honestly, I don't watch TV anymore because it's all fucking reality anyway. And I'm gonna that, put. That the shit out of me. 
I want to. Oh, I don't watch TV either. I want to put Kyle on the spot. Wings, you ready for this? Go for it. Kyle, are you still smoking cigarettes? No, I smoke some cigars though. I am smoking my cigars. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you, so you gonna stick with that? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. You know, I I, I kind of remember you smoking when on the trip down here the, in the New Year's Eve. I mean, I'll smoke thing. one every now and I, I, I don't smoke a pack a day like I used to. I might smoke a pack every two weeks. I think the internet should motivate Kyle to uh, <laughs> to not smoke his occasional cigarette, like his hourly cigarette or whatever it is. <laughs> hourly, <laughs> hourly. <laughs> let, let me Wait, go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and kind of like throw some metaphors there, Kyle. You are like Barack Obama. You're now in a position where smoking is considered bad and you should have to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Kyle, you influence a lot of young people. I think your average subscriber is like four years old, maybe. Yep. And they all look up to you. This is what they tell me. They all look up to you and emulate your behavior. I think if you guys bombarded like his Twitter or his email accounts and such, if you don't know his email, just write me. And... uh Stop! <laughs> and and helped him quit. Would that be a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Put the coffin nails down. Mm-hmm. No, I am going to cut back on my... Uh, I'm almost out. I'm almost out of my Monte Cristos, which which is a shame. Somebody went to uh, Las Vegas on a trip and brought me back like a whole box of Monte Cristos the other day, which was very What nice. is the hell a Monte Cristo? It's a, it's a really nice cigar. I remember we got you like 10,000 likes or something two years ago. And I quit. And those, those should have motivated you. That's 10,000 motherfucking people. I quit, for a very, back. I quit for a very long time. Like, I quit for like a year. And now I just smoke one occasionally. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't have like ashtrays laying around everywhere. I, I occasionally smoke a cigarette or two. And you know, like I said, I'm almost completely... Would it help you if we could start like a Chantex fund for you? What is a Chantex know. fund? It's a fund where you get that pill Chantex, where you can smoke and take the pill, and you gradually lose the interest in cigarettes. No, no, I definitely don't want anybody giving me money to like cut out nicotine out of my life. <laughs> That's the last thing. I'm, oh yeah, he's asking for money now. What a cocksucker! No. <laughs> yeah, it, Kyle's. No, I'll tell, tell you what I am gonna do though. I, I've um, I've decided that I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get back in like 2000. What year was it? 2000, uh, 2006, uh, 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 like physical shape from where I was in 2006. So I'm, I moved my, I, I went, in, went in and got my weight, uh, weight bench out. I got, I bought a, a Bowflex and, uh, like a, one of those 200 pound heavy bags or whatever. I don't know if it's 200 pounds, it's a big one. Dude, and, I've been uh, working out too. I mean, you, you know what it is with me? I'm sorry. Am I taking, am I cutting into your story? Do you want to continue? I'm almost done. And the other thing was I ordered like, uh, I think I ordered like 180 bucks worth of like supplements, and I, I I told you this. It's not because I think the supplements are like you know they're like steroids and they do all the work for you. They help like one percent, you know. It's they they, they they give you a tiny bit of it. It's more about efficiency and you know recovery, um, recovery, recovery. But it's the act of spending 180 dollars on something, and if you don't work out, that's wasted money every day. Because you know mm-hmm. it's like 180 bucks for like I don't know. A month's worth of shit. So every day that you're not like working out is six dollars wasted. Yeah. Oh my god. Let me let me. Can I put you on the spot, Kyle? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I just got off the spot. 
No. You put me on the spot. You sent me a Skype message, goddammit. <laughs> All right. All right, so I'll go. I've been working out too, right? So um, what I've been doing is a little bit of weight work and running, right? Because I'm getting ready to uh, to beat the fuck out of some hater. Maybe you heard about it. And, uh, like, I don't want to really go in there. You need to get shaved to do that? No, I don't really need to. I swear, I honestly don't. But, um, but you know what? I, I honestly don't think he has the balls to show. That's, that's called a mutual respect, huh? You're going to get in shape just, uh, just to, as a respectful nod, huh? I, dude, I, I wanted to get in shape anyway. I've got a surfing trip coming up. I've got this thing to Japan with Joe Loza. I don't want to be a big freaking marshmallow hanging out with the pro athlete, you know? I, whatever. So, um, so I started running, I started lifting, I started doing my thing. And, um, and you know, if it culminates in a more entertaining beatdown than it would have previously, that's good too. So, um, uh, and by the way, it will culminate in, in either a freaking one-sided beatdown or a one-sided sissy out. Those are the two things that are going <laughs> to happen, and I won't sissy out. But I run with my dog, right? I throw the leash on, and I take him for a run. And, uh, that's, that's gonna be tough. Dude. You got my, a greyhound, don't you? It's a great Dane. And, oh. like, I go running, right? So I'm out there, I'm running, I think I'm doing a good job, I'm in a good pace and everything. And he's not running, right? He's, he's like prancing next to me. He looks up at me like, that's what you got? And, uh, after like a mile or so, I'm breathing, right? You know, a mile into my run, I'm, you know, I'm breathing. I got my little glisten going. I'm, I'm sweating. I'm doing my thing. And, uh, and my dog's looking up at me like, you know, did, are you, get, are you about to get going? But the thing is, my dog is like a horse, right? It's a great dame. He got like a 25 foot stride on He him. does. He does. He, he, oh, like, I, I saw a great dame on YouTube. He literally runs 35 miles an hour. I can't run 35 miles an hour. This, because you know, he ran next to a car and they're like speedometer dog, speedometer dog. And, um, uh, like imagine going out and taking your horse for a run and then being a little upset that the horse wasn't more winded. That's that's my situation. Like it, you know. By the time the run is done, he's panting. But uh, man, my freaking horse dog. He uh, he's he's not impressed with my run so far. Not too much. So that's where <laughs> you know I am. fun to see dogs that are running. Is when they run into the damn wall. <laughs> oh, it's fun to do that with a laser. Like like there's like I, I always had a dog growing up that you could like sick on things. You could be like, get him, Max, and he would attack whatever you pointed at. Mm-hmm. And so I do that with a laser pointer and point at the floor, and he chased it like ferociously, and I'd run him into. It. I would usually run him for like really long distances, like half a mile if it were like dark, and like bring him back. But it's really fun just to run him straight into a fucking wall. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I I had a dog that would fetch anything, right? Anything. If you threw it, he would get it back somehow. And uh, one time we were in the ocean. We, we were not in the, we were on the beach in New Jersey in February, which is cold water. And I honestly was afraid I killed him. Like I, I had this pink ball that you could spot in the distance and I threw it out beyond all the breakers and everything. And damn, that dog just kept going and going and going. He lost track of the ball, but that didn't, he had no quit in him and he just kept swimming and swimming and swimming. I'm like, I'm going to have to rescue this dog in February. But eventually he came back with the ball. Dog just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he found the ball and brought it back, and and I apologized because that dog was something else. He's dead now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that was the worst. Oh. Get rid of that. Let's <laughs> take the triumphant dog store, and he's, he's like, he was a great dog. He's dead now. He's yeah, dead what he now. Say that he, as soon as he got the ball back, he threw it in the same place. <laughs> no, no. He, <laughs> he, and the sharks went to work. <laughs> he, that dog, his name is Dakota. And uh, one of the things that, that helped me really bond with Dakota was this. He, um, I, I was learning to play hockey. I played ice hockey for years. And uh, um, I would go out with just like a hockey ball. It's like any other ball. It's, it's designed not to bounce. And I'd, I'd play with the stick. And this dog, like I said, like retrieved every ball. So I would go out there and like practice my stick handling. I'd try to put it through his legs. I'd run with it. He'd chase me. As he's catching up, I'd turn around, change directions, etc. All to build my stick handling skills in hockey. Because um, I played in men's league and you don't even practice in men's league. Men's league. You just play games every week. And do you know how much time I actually carried the puck in a game? It, probably over the course of the 60-minute game, like a minute. Like, you don't get that much better. you got to practice. And this dog was out there with me every time I wanted to, practicing. And uh, now I kind of, like, I, I'll never forget how he helped me become a better hockey player. And for Jack, the dog helping me train now, I'll never forget how he helped me beat this hater's ass into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> You should get a t-shirt for Jack and just have like have like a big X over the hater's face so you can look you know at what? his back while you're running. You know, what I th- what, you know what I think would be the ultimate dog accessory? A holster. I want a dog that's got like a, <laughs> I want a dog that it would have to be like an entire like go on his back hips and go across the back. But I want like a like a, a compact block on my dog. Like like I think that would be so epic if you were just always rolling around with a, with a, with a gun and the dog's like trained to attack anyone who tried to take the gun. It would be epic. It would be epic. Yep, good times, man. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm putting up a video tomorrow. You'll see. I don't actually live in a fantasy world where I think this guy has any kind of um, like honor or balls or bravery. He uh, you know he is who he is. He's a hater. He just wants subs and views, and um, you know that's that's just how he goes down. I'll let him keep making long-winded videos where he makes 20 minutes to uh, to explain something that should take four. You're going to break out the whiteboard on your bitch ass. <laughs> that guy, it, it's, uh, he should be like the Insomnia channel. Like That's what that's what he cures. That's that's his contribution to mankind, curing insomnia. Yeah, put your ass to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so dreadful. It's a monument to how smart he thinks he is. But uh, whatever. Some people are just built that way. You know, Woody, did, let me ask you this question. The inquiring mm-hmm. minds want to know, mm-hmm. do you think you could beat two haters at the same time? No. <laughs> say, say they're cloned. They'd have to be small or something. Like it, My primary skill set in fighting is the ground game, and it just doesn't really translate well to two people. Like that's, I, if, if I was as – if my striking game were as advanced as my ground game, maybe – but uh, I'm, but we're talking about a guy that has zero to no fighting skills that might get his dad to teach him how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he said that. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. His dad's a tough guy. So um, so the concert's next uh, next month, so I'm going to get my dad to show me a few tricks on the guitar. That guy from Motley, <laughs> Motley Crue is going down. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God, he's he's you get, funny. You, you get there, you get there, and you go. 
And the other guy goes, (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. Did you see the video I made about the fight? I probably did, yeah. It's in the Twitter feeds. Like, I... I'm six foot one, two hundred pounds. My dad was real tough. He'll teach me how to fight. He just said that in the Twitter thing. <laughs> oh. I don't even believe the motherfucker's two hundred pounds. He ain't two hundred pounds on his best day. Let him be two hundred pounds, man. I, I, mean, I, I hope he's actually six three and two thirty. I will hand his ass to him. I swear I to God. Think you gotta give him some credit. Maybe his dad is Steven Seagal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm if that's sure. Steven Seagal, that's a different story. You know, if I if, if his dad was that damn tough, I would be making that YouTube money, making one of those Rocky montages of my dad training me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. So he's he's his dad's probably going on fifty. Can I just say I think that the Rocky montages are some of the best pieces of cinema ever. Like especially the like the first one. Like the you know the Rocky movies obviously go downhill from after one. I, I although I feel like the last one was a pretty damn good movie. But I love the Rocky montages. I love, and I think everybody does. Like you know, and and in any movie, like the montage of progression of an underdog, I think everybody loves that. It's just awesome. You got the you got the kick ass music and the guys like, you know, especially the Rocky music. They were always so such perfect songs. Like getting strong now. Won't Holy be shit! Listen to that note. You did. You gifted, man. man. You should make a musical YouTube channel. Oh, you think? Uh huh. Um, FPS Bieber or something. I would give Nice Peter a run for his fucking money. Uh, dude, I had a, a commentary idea for a video. Maybe I'll talk about it here. But I, so I was on Reddit, and um, it the the caption for like the picture said "F this guy," and then you opened it up, and it was a picture of Fred. Uh, for, for people who don't know, Fred had like the most views or subs on YouTube like two years ago, and he was a older teenager. I'll call him eighteen. And he like changed the tone of his voice to sound really high pitched, and he just I guess acted like he was twelve and silly. Am I missing anything on this channel? No, no. All right. So his channel is not my cup of tea, right? I, I you know, his videos didn't appeal to me. Although I'm sure if Fred is out there listening to this, he's thinking, yeah, Woody, you're not my demographic. Like I was never trying to appeal to dads 40 year old yeah i'm not 40 you bitch anyway (laughs) so (laughs) so um uh but why people hate fred or why people hate justin bieber someone in the comments said it's the justin bieber effect this person did nothing to you this person you know has never harmed you all they did is figure out you know some way to be successful before you did and now you hate them and i'm thinking to myself that kind of nails who um like, why people hate Justin Bieber, I think, too. Like, as far as I know, Justin Bieber's never done anything bad. Like, yeah. I, nah, yeah, I think he, whatever, you know, he has a beautiful girlfriend, but I'm not hearing about how he didn't treat her right. He has a music career, but I'm not hearing how he, like, slept his way to the top. He's just, you know, hustled, made music, did his thing, was very successful. So... That's cool. You know, the Bieber effect now is is this term that I'm in my head means you hate someone for achieving some sort of success, even though that person's never done anything really wrong. That's I think you really want to hate somebody. You hate little Wayne. 
Oh God! <laughs> Why do you hate Little Wayne? Do you have a legit? You, this is like yeah. old school hate, man. We're going yeah, back to PKA episode fourteen. It is. <laughs> Wings used to talk about Little Wayne all the time. Well, the reason you hate Little Wayne is first off, he was born into fucking money. Motherfucker talks about being on the street, and at age twelve, he was in the Hot Boys. You've been a millionaire since age twelve, dude. How the fuck are you a hot boy? How do you grow up with a fucking Ford Explorer? Look, here's something that I don't understand I, when this gets brought into music. I, I was on, I, I stay up late a lot and I, and I listen to weird music on YouTube. I do that a lot. And I was going through a lot of rap music last night. I was listening to some Easy E and like some, some old school, uh, Ice Cube stuff. And I started reading these comments on, uh, I think they were on Gucci Man's, Mane's video, however you want to pronounce it. Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. And the <laughs> comment was like, it's filled with expletives. So there's no way I can say some of these words, but it was basically like, this guy's not real, and he's making the real people who are out on the streets really selling coke, doing their thing look bad. And I'm thinking like, really? This rapper who's making a lot of money is making coke dealers look bad. I never understood. Well, I never understood the rappers that fucking rap and still do drugs and carry guns. The guns thing, I kind of get. You like, can have bodyguards. You you make plenty of money. Okay. All right. Maybe that's a good point, Leo. If you're at that level where you have, like, a posse protecting you, maybe you can be the president, right? Obama doesn't carry a gun, right? Obama's got right. people for that. Um, you know, or, you know, Obama's not really pro-gun, uh, right? Some, but pretend you're right. Bush or someone who's pro-gun, right? They're, they've got other guys who handle that for them. Uh, if you're a rap star, maybe you can be that guy, or maybe not. Maybe they don't always have him with them. But I can, like, when I see an NFL guy, you know, caught with a gun in his pocket, a little part of me is like, man, like, you don't know how many death threats he got for not catching a ball. Like, you don't know how many of those things, and even if you think one in every thousand is some guy who'd actually try it, that's enough. Shoot, one in every thousand is enough to pay, like, what, a quarter million dollars worth of fucking, you know, what are those things called? Secret I service? Are you going for right? Yeah. Okay. Complete mind blank. <laughs> it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars an event for those guys to be there. Yeah. For that one in a thousand guy. Uh, it's more than that. But I, I really don't care. You know, if someone is an actual gangster when they're rapping about being a gangster, <laughs> yeah. I'd actually prefer it if the guy rapping about a gangster really wasn't a gangster. I like to I'm think not he's looking taking a... some acting courses along the way. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a real gangster. Like, you don't have to rap about, like, you know, killing killing people and, like, selling drugs and then leave the show and kill someone and sell some drugs for me to be entertained. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't expect to leave an Eminem concert and follow him down the road and watch him literally rape someone with a tire iron. I don't need that to be entertained by Eminem. Like, he doesn't have to come on stage with his hockey mask and chainsaw and murder someone with it. I get it. It's for show. Like, I, I've never understood that, like, like wanting, like, real rappers who actually do the things they rap about. Like, like I prefer it if they're not. <sighs> and it makes you wonder, though, like, people probably see us in, like, in, like, a rapper kind of, like, you know, rose-colored glasses, like, we live this lavish life. I'm far from it, but... I wonder if they actually do live that life where they got like half naked girls in bikinis that are walking around them while they sit there counting money and drink, you know, champagne. Some guys, I, I, some guys do. 
Some guys, some guys do literally like live crazy lifestyles where they're just you know. You, you have to be burning through some money to live like that, dude. I mean, look at look at. I mean, there's several very good examples of guys in entertainment who like didn't uh, handle their money well, and there's very good examples, and you may not even realize of guys who did handle their money well. You expect a rapper to be like this multi, multi, multi millionaire, but if you look at somebody like Fifty Cent, he is. 50 Cent is one of the wealthiest rappers out there, not because anything he's ever said on a CD. 50 Cent is a millionaire because of Smart Water. And it's funny that it's called Smart Water. It should be called 50 Cent is fucking smart. Because he went in, <laughs> yeah, because 50 Cent went in and bought up most of a company, like went in with them in exchange for advertising for them. And now he, I don't know what percentage of Smart Water 50 Cent owns, but when you get behind something you own, Oh my god, he blew up and went crazy. Crazy money. 50 Cent's got more money than any rapper out there because of fucking Smart Water. And then hey, you look at is, somebody what like... Is, what is Smart Water? Um, it's it's like this vitamin-enriched uh, bottled water. Oh, yeah, something that's really popular. I was yeah. going to say more about like G-Unit clothing lines and like Blood on the Sand, the 50 Cent game, and like yeah, Bulletproof made, he, the movie. Nah, he made it from the Smart Water, man. It, 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 it eclipses all that stuff easily. Dude. And But you look at somebody like Michael Jackson or Mike Tyson... Oh my God! They blew He's MC Hammer. MC, well, not so much MC Hammer. MC Hammer just had a couple of hits, and he probably blew through like ten million dollars. When you look at somebody like Mike, Mike Tyson, and, and Michael Jackson, they blew through hundred million. Yeah, like, yeah, closing in on on hundreds. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson died four hundred million in the hole, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He had some assets though. Like it, he had no money. But it seemed like whenever he wanted it, he could just sell off like the rights to all the Beatles songs, Neverland, etc. Like people talked about how broke Michael Jackson was, but I don't think he was that far in debt. I mean, he wasn't deep in debt. He he just you know had to sell his assets every so often because he wasn't earning like he was. Yeah, which is well, I gotta say that's the way I want to go out. I want to go out owing four hundred million dollars. I don't want to go out <laughs> with eight dollars. You know, I've got a big money story. You guys ready for it? What's up? In court documents filed last week, Ogun Bayo accused the Administration for Children's Services and City for causing economic hardship, substantial economic injuries, and violating her children's civil rights. Her sons, removed in June 2008, are now 16 and 13. So here's the start of it. Fosat Ugunbayo, 46 years old, has filed a shocking $9 trillion federal suit against the city of New York for placing her two children in a foster home three years ago. $9 trillion? Wait, 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 for the live stream. $9 trillion? <laughs> um, like, that's a lot of money. Does the city of New York even have nine trillion dollars? I don't think that the, the United States of America has not. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, 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 I've been saying nine trillion. I meant to say nine hundred trillion dollars. That is a. That's, that is, that is, I don't even have to look that up. That is more than the national debt. <laughs> uh, not anymore, Obama. Yeah, and, and someone in the chat is saying no, no, no. It's billion, not trillion. And my answer to you is. No, no, no. It's trillion, not billion. She sued for $900 trillion. That is a ridiculous number. It It is more than the national <laughs> debt. It is, yeah. The national debt's what, at like $20 trillion? It, Well, what I got from, from this site right here, it's at uh, $15 trillion. Okay. All right. 
So I was off. 15 trillion. I don't know. How many times does that go into 900 trillion? (laughs) Oh, she, oh, 900 trillion. I thought you said 9 trillion. I did it first. I made a mistake. That's like more money than there is in existence. She wants every dollar in the United States for herself. No, that's that's literally like more money than is in existence. Like I don't know. I, I thought there was a quadrillion out there. I I thought there was four quadrillion out there. Actually, I can't imagine that. Maybe I so much money it's hard to comprehend. Yeah, dude, that's and I got a lot of money. I was about to say that's more than Kyle. <laughs> I, that would bankrupt me. <laughs> well, here's some fun numbers. She could spend $10 billion a day for the rest of her life. Uh, She's 46. She might have to step up her game. <laughs> oh, one of the, I, I was, th- I was thinking about Mike Tyson more and him going through his money. One of the things that he was paying for on a daily basis was someone to follow him around and say nice things. Really? Yeah, he was paid very well. I would he like to be that guy. He basically followed Mike Tyson around and was like, you're the man, Mike. You're the champ. You're the champ, Mike. You're the greatest of all time. You're the greatest. You know how quickly you'd have no respect for this person? Oh, like 30 seconds in? If that? <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So if it would last 30 seconds. You know, this is a guy who had, like, those fucking tigers and the cars and, like, all these pe- Like, he's obviously not the brightest guy. I mean, his 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 job in life is getting punched in the face. I mean, his uh, he he bought like all of his friends, and I use air quotes there because so many people would, were just pretending to be his friend. He was just buying them all houses and cars and shit, and just he blew through tens and tens of millions. Man. <sighs> you guys about ready to call the show a wrap? We're headed on two hours, I think. Did he wreck a Rolls Royce into a car because he's mad at that one girl? He probably raped a Rolls Royce. It's Mike Tyson. <laughs> Kyle's in trouble now. <laughs> Why? Because I made a rape <laughs> joke about Mike Tyson? He literally he raped. No, 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 because Mike Tyson will be upset. Oh, I don't care if Mike Tyson's upset. I don't worry about him. He's pretty like, tough guy. I care. I'm pretty well armed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, I don't care how fast his hands are. You've got guns. You know, guns. Mike Tyson could beat you up. I could shoot him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've killed much stronger things than Mike Tyson. I bet you have. I, I definitely, have. I know I have. You guys about ready to cut this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was Painkiller Ready, episode 82. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I don't, 